right, guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's Ringmasters. I am, of course, Chad, and joining me, as always, is the man who will never let this podcast get under siege. I am Austin Sumwitz, and yes, I will never let this podcast get under siege, unless it's by Sami Zayn. Yes, and we have a special guest on the podcast today. It's a funny story, you know, we got done filming last week's Ringmasters, and I, you know, if you remember, I was wearing my Kenny Omega t-shirt. So I leave the studio, I'm walking down the stairs, and uh, someone walks by and wants to two-sweet me. And because it was such a rare thing that happens, I was almost thrown off. Like, I didn't know how to respond at first. So, you know, I two-sweeted him and then said, you want to be on the podcast? And he said, sure. So now we have my boy Josh today. Yes, hello. Always got to throw up the two-sweet whenever you see it. It's always great to have. So Until we get a cease and desist order. I, got, I tried to two-sweet someone in the hallway who was wearing a Cody shirt, and she, he just looked at me weirdly. Oh, I'm like, man. come on, dude. Not a you real can't fan. be like that. He's probably worried about getting sued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or it could be like um, from CM Punk's podcast where it's like, um, oh, I got it at a thrift store. Can you tell me who Cody is? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like when I go to when I go to the, the Ring of Honor show this weekend, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to two sweet Cody, but I'm, so, I'm honestly scared. Like he's gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing? I'm you want so, me to get sued?" I'm so jealous right now that you're going to that um, because yes, Ring of Honor will be in Mount Pleasant uh, this Saturday uh, for the Soaring Eagle Cup. For the, I think this is their first time the in first, Mount Pleasant. It's yeah, the first time in Mount which Pleasant, which drives me insane because I'm not gonna be here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be yeah. on vacation. For the weekend, um, so I'm very mad that I'm gonna miss yeah. that. But I hope you have an, an absolute blast. Oh, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, and don't worry, your boy is gonna take be taking notes. I'm gonna have an extensive yeah. review for the podcast. I also bought some meet and greets, so I'm gonna try to see if I can get at best a brief interview, at worst a soundbite pumping up the show. Um, either way, stay tuned. I'm gonna try my best. Who knows? I might just get super kicked when I try. There you, you go. You know, either way, at least hey, it's a great story. I, that's a start. That's I'd a argue start. that's about as good yeah, as you know, anything if, you could get. If the young bucks exactly. super kick me, asking for them to plug the the, the podcast, I'll take it. Exactly. Like, so yeah, uh, we're coming off of the heels of uh, TLC, and um, so I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of throw us out there because um, we record these on Wednesdays. And then we put we try to put them out on fr- put out the episodes on Fridays. And as we put out the episode, oh my gosh, like <laughs> shit, hit, shit the hit the fan, <laughs> like viral meningitis spread through the <laughs> raw locker room, causing everything to be thrown out of the whack. We got Kurt Angle in a WWE ring for the first time in eleven years, just out of the blue. And then we got the dream match between Finn Balor and, and AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Yeah, you you texted me and said. Dude, Kurt Angle is, is 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 in the main event, and I was really because con- I didn't know yet. So oh. I was like, I was like, yeah, well, I didn't get a, I didn't get a response for you. So I'm like, yeah. dude, like look yeah. online, was, thing is, everything's going crazy. I was like, what? And I was at work, so I go into my office and I pull out my phone and I check, and I'm like, oh my god, exactly. And then I was like, what else happened? I'm like, oh Bray Wyatt, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm like, and like after watching that match, I can tell you right now, like screw, I don't care what that match would have been that because what we got would have been better than anything that came out of Bray Wyatt, Sister Abigail versus the Demon Finn. I will say, you know, I was probably the only person on the planet that was excited for Sister Abigail's debut, but I'm happy with Finn Balor debuting. So exactly. yeah, That match was absolutely incredible. Easily the highlight of the show. And Bray kind of saved himself dressing up as a woman and fighting Finn Balor. So <laughs> you could argue he might have won by getting sick. Mm-hmm. And then we still they can still go with Sister Abigail or something and stuff like that. Because like I feel like I don't know if they're going to completely drop the angle because he's sick. 
Um, but well, I mean, like, I, they can still do it. Well, their timetable for both of them is in eight weeks. So I think like seven weeks now. Mm-hmm. I think in seven weeks they'll get them. So uh, I think that's, what, right <clears throat> after Survivor Series? Like, the week after, maybe the week before? Yeah. I don't know. Right around there. I could see I could see uh, Sister Abigail debuting at Survivor Series and costing Finn Balor the elimination match. I could see that, yeah. yeah I could um, see that. But um, at the same time, yeah, we're going to... I would imagine we're going to get Finn Balor versus um, Brock, Brock Lesnar at the, the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. I I would love to see that. But, yeah. So, for TLC, though, we had the pre-show, which was Sasha Banks, Alicia Fox. Um, nothing really too interesting except for um, just the fact that S- uh, Alicia was just screaming, like, everybody do the referee's job, count! Um, but, um, I, I just got, I started getting teary-eyed when I saw the, uh, the uh, promo, the video package for Kurt Angle. Uh, during the pre-show, because I was just like, he's coming back! Because, yeah. like, I mean, I, I'd seen him wrestle on the independents and stuff like that. His last match I saw him wrestle was at WCPW. Um, I saw that match. Yeah, and that with was... With Joe Hendry. Yeah, with Joe Hendry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, damn. And, like, that's, like, pure wrestling contest, where it's just like... Because yeah, at, at the same time, I, when I was going into it, I'm like, he's going into a gimmick match. I'm not exactly sure how this was going to fare for him. Um, but I was... Absolutely overjoyed from watching that. Yeah. Um, I am a Mark, and I did not watch a single hour of the pre-show. Oh. Um, Because, again, I was at work, because I work on Sundays. Exactly. So I watched, I joined in, I saw, um, what did I see? Did you you see the debut of Asuka? I missed Asuka. Oh, no. Don't worry, I went back and rewatched it. Um, But watching it live, I missed Asuka. I think I started, when I started, AJ Styles was walking down the, the ramp. So I was just in time for Balor Styles, but I ha- I did go back and rewatch the pay per view, so I am caught up. But live, I got I missed Oscar, which really bummed me out. But looking back on her match, I was kind of disappointed with it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's the thing is just like you're throwing. It's just her debut match um, against Emma. I think she should have been more dominant. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think the fact that they um, gave Emma a lot more. Like offense, and you mm-hmm. would think that they would give her, especially since they gave her a rematch the next night on Raw. Like that would be a fine time to give her at least some offense, because then she's trying to like go in there and try to defuse it early. But like that should have been like a two minutes. Yeah, squash. I was gonna say I think it should have been two minutes. Like I think it should have been Emma running, Oscar just elbowing her in the face, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just ending it. What confuses me about that is. At the pay per view, that match lasted a fairly decent amount of time, longer exactly. than I think anyone thought. And the next night on Raw, it was like a minute and a half match. Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd want to do that the opposite way. Have her yeah, first yeah. match be the dominant it's win, like Vin- and then yeah. you can start building It's almost up. like Vince completely had the booking show swapped for that match. Yeah, exactly. From well, and if Raw you notice, too, like, when, Asuka, when Asuka's music hit at the pay-per-view, the crowd erupted. It was a huge pop. And then yeah. that Monday... The crowd was significantly less excited this year. Green Bay was really lame. Green Bay was being really lame. Is it is it a bad crowd or is it I don't know. Or is it the fact that Emma went like six minutes with Asuka? Like like literally that match that match the the pay-per-view match did nothing for me to be like, oh man, Asuka. If I had if I did not see Asuka at NXT and was just watching this, I would have been like, I don't see the big deal. I mean, I mean the thing is just because she's fighting Emma. So like everyone's kind of like uh like cuz I don't think anybody even the casual fan I don't think anyone came in there thinking Emma was going to go over Asuka. Right, but and I think I think it's because it's it's Emma and I think that I I think that was like what Emma's first solo pay-per-view match like 
I think then they said this was yeah, her singles it was her first debut. Single, it was her singles debut on a, uh, for So the crowd's games. already like, who the hell is Emma? Like, basically, you know? Oh. No one's expecting. It'd be one thing if her debut was against, like, you know, Bailey or Sasha or, like, a credible opponent. She mm-hmm. should have walked in there, ate Emma, and then left. And I really think the crowd would have been like, oh, man, what a monster. Exactly. But, I mean, like, I, I did like, though, and I think they should use this for Shinsuke, there was a there was a spot where she grabbed Emma by the arm and then just kicked her in the head over and over. Yeah, I did like, like that. that's how you book Shinsuke. That's what Shinsuke needs to be doing to his opponents because, like, it's like, because they both have a similar style in that mm-hmm. they're, well, I mean, they're both considered es- ex- uh, eccentric and, like, just crazy and, like, out there. So, and they're both, like, relatively strong style wrestlers. So, like, if you know how to do it with Emma, why can't you do the same thing with Shinsuke? It's just confusing to me why Shinsuke's wrestling more WWE style, whereas uh, Emma's getting a lot more of these submission locks and just kicking people in the head. So, yeah. it just kind of confused me with that. But... Other than that, yeah, I agree with you that this should have been a squash, mm-hmm. and the fact that they had the same match on Raw too just made it seem even more so. But after that, we got Elias for one of three appearances that he had on the show. He just wouldn't go home. No, every <laughs> every time I looked back up, he was on the TV again. It was... Listen, when Jason Jordan like goes to Costco's and buys like forty pounds of groceries, he wants to get it out of there and he wants to throw <laughs> it at people. First of all, you're a baby face and you're throwing food at someone like. Uh, he should have been throwing off. it to the crowd. Exactly. You know, the hunger rate's at an all-time high. <laughs> Jason Jordan should have been throwing heads of lettuce to the crowd. I was so, like, first of all, I loved how Elias just, I, the fact that he's like, listen, I'm going to get my song out there. You need to hear this. This is one of the best I wrote. And then Jason's just like, no, I'm going to throw shit at you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I really like Elias, and I really dislike Jason Jordan. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. like, I went into this, and my my disdain for one really significantly drowned out my like of the other one. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. The Every time Elias came out, I, on one hand, I was like, oh, cool, Elias. And I was like, oh, that means Jason Jordan's going to be out soon. Yeah. And, and uh, what was know. it for? Just because he interrupted his his conversation with his dad? Yeah. Um. Wow, you're such a child. Like, yeah. legitimately. <laughs> like, you interrupted my important conversation that literally could have happened at any time just because you were like, listen, I want to go out there, I want to play my song. He got out of there pretty quickly, and he's just like, I feel so disrespectful. I'm going to throw lettuce at you. And I think I was also pretty sour on this angle because, like, we saw this three times, and we could have easily have had this once or twice and still got Drew Gulak doing his PowerPoint, and that's what irritated me. Yeah, he was, he was on, yeah Drew yeah. Gallick was on the pre-show yeah. doing a little thing, which I can see exactly why. He's, he definitely owns up to it, and he, he, he really works with that angle. Yeah. And that gimmick. Um, so I would have definitely enjoyed to see that instead of Elias yeah. two extra times. Granted, I love Elias, but like I like Elias yeah. too. But I think Drew Gulak is like the most entertaining thing on Two Hundred Five Live right now. So I was looking forward to seeing him do that PowerPoint thing, and we missed it. So I could watch Jason Jordan throw vegetables at somebody. Like yeah, WWE once was funny, twice was nah, and the third time I was like, God, just. End this already. Exactly. Like, I'm starting to get worried for Elias because I'm noticing he's getting more popular than I think WWE anticipated. And when that happens, it never goes well for the superstar that gets too popular too quick. It's almost like Zack Ryder. Before it was like everyone, when he came out, it was like, oh, here we go, it's Elias again. But now people genuinely, at least all the people I talk to and watch with, they're, every time he comes out, it's like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. And it worries me because I really like him. And he's solid in the ring. He's getting way better on the mic every week he comes out. 
and I really want to see a push with him, but I'm worried it's going to go the opposite way. Well, since they uh, turned one of their main heels babyface now, uh, exactly. maybe we have room to make Elias Samson mm-hmm. a main event heel. I don't know. We'll have to see about that. But after that, we had a match that the crowd actually really got into, and it surprised me. And, I mean, these guys were worth their butts off. We had the Brian Kendrick and Gentleman Jack Gallagher versus Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. First of all, they gave Jack a new theme. I don't know if this this was new to TLC or if this was on 205 Live because I don't watch 205 Live, as I've said many times. But there was a sick Phoenix Splash by Swan. Phoenix Splash may be one of my favorite moves off the top rope. It's just so freaking good. But, yeah, Cedric and Rich won, and I was pleasantly surprised by that match. I thought it was going to be good. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that good. Uh in my opinion, probably the second or third best match of the night. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought you put the cruiserweights in an actual time slot <laughs> and give them actual stuff to do, and they perform? Who would have guessed these incredible performers can perform incredibly when given the opportunity? <laughs> Even Especially when one of them's wrestling in loafers and a suit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God, they can do anything. So, like, I, I don't understand why they can't do more stories like this with the cruiserweights. When you have cruiserweights that are just sitting there being thrown into um, like bo- like six man tag matches. Why can't you just come up with a feud TG- that you could that you can put on two hundred five live? I haven't seen TG- TJP like, in like two even months. Work there anymore? <laughs> I haven't seen him in like two months. No, what? Well, that's a I lie. Think I Neville see. took him with him when he left. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. We're out of here. We're we're leaving, TJ. <laughs> yeah, and TJ's like, okay, TJ, okay. TJ's like, well, let me cut a really bad promo before I leave. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But then we had the Raw Women's Championship match between Mickie James and Alexa Bliss. Um, and this feud. And yeah. this feud now. I think, yeah. I think, well, I, I thought Mickie was going to go over. Um, but so they, did I. Yeah, but there they was ended a point up, in the middle yeah. where it really looked like Mickie was going to take it. And she I was wasn't doing, too happy about we, it. Uh, we made a prediction last week on the podcast that we thought Mickie was going to win just to be a month or two transition for Asuka. Because I think Alexa Asuka is your mania match. Oh, absolutely. So you don't want to give that away until then. But yeah. if you can give Mickey James the title until we're ready mm-hmm. to take it off and put it on Asuka. And then you could do, and then you could do like a big match between like Alexa Bliss and Bailey and Sasha and something like that. Or just like a triple threat for a number one contenders match. And that could main event like say uh Elimination Chamber or Roadblock or whatever's the next raw pay per view, yeah. like in between See, WrestleMania I think, and Rumble. I think uh face Bailey and a heel Sasha is gonna be a mania match. All right. That's, okay. that's what I think. But yeah, I thought it was cool, though, because Mickey gave a really tearful speech saying, this isn't the last time you'll see me going for this title, and I will be a seven-time women's champion. And I think the fact that they said, listen, like, she's going to get another shot. Like, not like she's just coming back, and now she's lost, and now she's going to disappear like all the other guys who come who return, like the Dudleys and stuff like that. So I feel like the fact that they, um, that they um, like, said, listen, like, she'll come back. I, I think it's a lot more respect that they gave to her than uh, they do to a lot of people that return. So I think I think um, Alexa's had the title for long enough, and um, I think it's time to see someone else have it for sure. Even though Alexa is great, but you can do a great story with her trying to get that back mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. I don't want to ever have to hear Biscuit Butt again. Exactly. Like if, I have, if I have to ever hear that word again. Or mom jeans. Yeah. Like I, just this, just this, this, this like, back and forth trash talk nonsense. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. And then there was the cruiserweight championship match between Enzo Amore with no voice and Kalisto. Like he's this just match was awful. It was shot, and I'm <laughs> like, did Meningitis take his voice? I was like, I I saw a great sign in the crowd. I don't know if you guys saw it. I saw a sign that said Kalisto killed Harambe. Oh no! That sign <laughs> that sign was at ringside. Um, so is Harambe code for TV ratings? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's what it was all along. Um, I don't know. I, I, the only good, the only good thing I would say um, about this match was uh, was the spot when Enzo got to the top rope, teasing Lucha Dragons, and then immediately just signed "fuck off" <laughs> to the crowd, and then just completely got off the top rope. Like that, I was okay with. But other than that, like, yeah, I did not like this match. I think Enzo without a voice, <laughs> like that's a horrible like. It, it, there's no point in having him if he doesn't have the voice. That's yeah. he's a promo guy. He's decent in the ring, but yeah. you 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 book him for him to talk. And when he has no voice, he's just kind of like, "What do we do?" My name is Enzo Amore, and I'm Batman. He's now a two-time <laughs> cruiserweight champion as well. So yeah, there's yeah, that. I, I'm you know I'm done with Kalisto. It was <laughs> fun while it lasted. Now get off my TV. Exactly. Now who who do you give uh, the other the next cruiserweight title shot to? I want it to be. It's gotta want, be Cedric, 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 right? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like there's nobody else. There's I feel nobody like Mustafa else. Mustafa Ali is getting it next. Though. I'm I'm sure that's how they're booking it because yeah. of Mustafa saving um, Kalisto that last mm-hmm. time. I'm sure that's where they're going. And nothing against Mustafa Ali. He's definitely he's definitely talented in the ring. His character still needs a lot of work. I feel yeah. like. Um, meanwhile, with Cedric, like he's already genuinely likable, yeah. um, and he's incredible in the ring, and they've already shown that he can do great work. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's more ready to go into a title match right now, but it seems like that they're building to Mustafa, yeah. which I'm willing to see where it goes, but I want to see Cedric with that title so bad. I just want them to call up Leo Rush, let Leo Rush have a crack with the Cruiserweight belt. That'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then we had Demon Finn versus AJ Styles, which we've already established was the match of the night. All right. Well, I am very, very sad that Sister Wyatt had to call in sick. And he didn't. And there was no (laughs) Halloween demon. There was no orange demon. Saving that. Saving the pumpkin king paint uh, for 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 Sister Abigail. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a good match. um, For a a match that had no story. Like story, I think there was a story. I think the two leaders of Bullet Club squaring off, like that's that's, that's your cool. story. Yeah, and I really yeah. like how that how Corey even said that, like, oh Finn, you know, was the leader of the infamous club, and then AJ took over. Like, exactly. I thought that was really cool. But I, just the fact that AJ has been just working his ass off the last four, like three days, like flying from South from the South America tour to be at TLC, then to have a match on Raw, and then to have a match on SmackDown, it's just like. Holy crap! Like you cannot doubt you. You cannot say to me that AJ Styles is not one of the greatest pro wrestlers right now because he truly is unbelievable. I think he is the greatest professional wrestler right exactly. now. Exactly. You I can't he say might that. Be, he's top five of all time. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just like he's so, for lack of a better term, phenomenal that that they just did this incredible match with no story going into it except for these two guys are insane. They're both members of the club, mm-hmm. and then they just go at it. And then the fact that they two suited each other right at the end of the match, like I didn't think they were gonna do it. I didn't think so either. And it seemed like that was like as far as I could tell online, that that was AJ and Finn. They did that at the end themselves. Like that wasn't yeah. booked as a Vince wants you to two suit at the end. Yeah, but now it's WWE's uh, Twitter handle picture. Uh, yeah, oh, it's mine too because right. that's freaking insane. Uh, it was it was a cool moment. I did really enjoy it. Um, I, an interesting argument that I heard, though, uh, people were saying that it was kind of disrespectful to do that, you know, since the Young Bucks just got a cease and desist from it. Yeah. And, like, the, the Young Bucks on the Indies are kind of getting, or the Bullet Club, you know, is kind of getting, you know, all of their stuff taken away with their two suites and their, so. I, it's so, it's so petty, the fact that this thing is happening with them, and it's just like, are you kidding me right now that you're trying to take this from them? Like, yeah. seriously, you did not invent 
the too sweet thing. I don't even care if your argument is, well, the click was the whole start. No, it's not a, you can't, you can't just take away a gesture and say, you can't use this or else we're going to sue the shit out of you. If I was the Bucks, I'd be like, look at it. It's, it's just a buck. Exactly. <laughs> I'd have been like, it's my, it's, it's just, just the young longhorns. bucks. Texas Longhorns. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why, why Texas Longhorns? They just can't call go it at something you. Else. Just call it something else. Exactly. It's now, like my, my big thing with this is these are arguably the hottest wrestlers in the world outside of WWE. I don't actually I don't think it's arguable. The Bullet no. Club is even if you don't know New Japan, even if you don't know Ring of Honor, you you've know heard Bullet of Club. Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Why would they do why would WWE do anything to form a bad relationship with these people? Exactly. They especially, all have contracts yeah. coming up. Why would you not be like you guys do your thing, like everything's great. And by the way, when you're done over there, how about you come over here? Exactly. All they're doing is creating a divide between infinite amounts of you see how much this merch sells. The money they'd pull in if they could even get any member of Bullet Club start sending start selling merchandise. You're making more money than you could ever. Exactly, imagine. and the fact that they're just like, and you're signing these guys from New Japan too, and you're like, you're you're taking these guys from New Japan, so it's like it's almost like you're doing a WCW tactic, love. You're poaching their talent, and then all of a sudden you're saying, no, you can't do this. We created this, except you didn't. It's just like it's petty of WWE because they're already the top game in town. They don't need to be doing this kind of stuff. They're just trying to throw their weight around and try to yeah. throw, like scare people off. But why would you do that when you know how much money you would get if you? If you somehow got a relationship with New Japan to have a Bullet Club invasion on a, on an episode of Raw, that would make so much money for both companies. Why is it so hard for both companies to be successful? Why is Vince on this ho- my high horse like, no, I need to have my company be the biggest of all time? Even though like th- there's not a single company that can eat your paywall. Like you, yeah. You're so much bigger than everybody else. But you still want to throw your weight around. It's like you're like be a star, my ass. And I really think Vince doesn't realize who he's messing with. Like it's the young bucks. After they and got Cody. their after they got their cease and desist, they made T-shirts that are the young bucks too sweeting that says cease and desist on the hand gestures, and they're making money hands it's, over fist. It's the it's the number one shirt on pro yeah. wrestling tees. Like literally, your lawsuit is making the young bucks more money than. If they just had regular two sweet stuff, mm-hmm. and the young bucks don't need the two sweet, the young bucks could drop the two sweet entirely, and they're still the young bucks. Their shirts are the number one sellers in Hot Topic history. Mm-hmm. Like Hot Topic, a store that's not even a pro wrestling related store, mm-hmm. is making money off the young bucks. Like the Bullet Club in general is bigger than the WWE. That might be a hot take, but the Bullet Club is bigger than the WWE. I'd say Bullet Club is bigger than wrestling. As a whole, because people who don't watch wrestling can get behind these characters and basically fall in love with them. They're what get people into New Japan. They're what get people into wrestling. But with this whole season desist, I genuinely believe this is more of a personal attack, not against Bullet Club, but against Cody. Mm-hmm. Because Cody really proved, other people have done it before, but Cody took it a whole new way where he's like, I don't need WWE. I can go succeed without them and did it. Lots of people leave, but he did it right away because he had the talent. And I think WWE, they don't need to be concerned, but they are. I think they took that personally, and they are lashing out to sort of show, no matter where you go, we're still in charge. Like, we still own you. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to stop. No matter who leaves, I think we're going to see these things happening with names, gimmicks, everything. I think it's just going to get worse and worse. Unless unless, (laughs) unless the higher-ups change some way or... 
if Vince is no longer like running like as CEO and Hunter takes over or if someone else takes over, like it's gonna keep happening because Vince, like as much as he touts his be a star thing, like I said, he is by far one of the biggest bullies. But in Triple pro H wrestling. is almost just as petty as Vince McMahon. Oh, absolutely. Like, tri- I, like I don't see this ha- this changing at all. Mm-hmm. Like I see it being just as bad, maybe even worse. With Triple H, I do see it getting a little better purely because. I feel like more so than Vince, Triple H cares about wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's obvious looking at NXT, the way they build people up. He cares about the talent. He cares about the business. And I think he will realize how good New Japan is for business. Like Having a competitor, a legitimate competitor, would make WWE that much more than what it is right now. And I think Triple H would be the one person to realize that and take advantage of it. All I know is the day New Japan gets a major television, uh, American television network to agree to air their shows. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, what what was the network? Instead of yeah. Access. Yeah, Access, that's it, yeah. Like, if they could get, if they can get another, if they can get a big brand to like take their, take their show, like yeah, yeah. there you go. Then you can They're go in like, trouble. Yeah, oh, they're in massive trouble because Bullet Club can just completely run wild on television and then just completely get a huge new audience into pro wrestling, and yeah. then that's considered, like, an actual competitor. Because, you know, a, lot, a big problem with New Japan is, you know, they don't know how their Japanese television would, like, connect with the audience. But, exactly. Like, I look at it kind of like, you know, with um, Lucha Underground, you know. A yeah. lot of their wrestlers, you know, they speak Spanish, and a lot of people's biggest concerns are, how is this going to connect to, like, you know, the American audience? But they have subtitles, and I love Lucha Underground. I mean, like, I, yeah. You put New Japan Wrestling and, you know, let their just put subtitles under their promos, That'll get over. And especially if they could work out something with the Young Bucks to put Being the Elite up on their, like, can you imagine if they played, be, like, clips of Being the Elite through, like, video packages to, exactly. like, promote the the Bullet Club? Like, that would be hilarious. And I really think, and I agree with you, like, I think I really, I really root for New Japan so much because I want wrestling to be competitive again. Because back when they had the Monday Night Wars, like that was like that's considered the golden age of wrestling. Now I didn't really like the Attitude Era in hindsight, but it was the most popular wrestling's ever been, and I wish we could go back to that. Like not not in terms of the content, but just, but just in the, the fact of being competitive. We're like, hey, we we have to put good television every single week, yeah. otherwise we're gonna go out of business. And, and we and we need guys. Sorry, we need guys who have like their own identity too. Like when TNA switched to Monday to, to Monday nights. That didn't do anything because at that point, TNA went from being the promising X division with guys like AJ and Daniels and like Samoa Joe to being, hey, look, it's Hulk Hogan and there's Scott Hall and there's Kevin Nash. And it's just all these old wrestlers who just want to relive their glory days. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then AJ's there also. Like they sold out so they could get a TV deal. Whereas we need a wrestling company who knows who they are and are like, we're an alternative and are genuinely an alternative. Mm-hmm. Not like an NXT alternative. Yeah. But like a legitimate alternative that's not WWE. Yeah. But, yeah. And I know, going back to what you said, if we could go back to the Monday Night Wars, I think the most important thing there was everyone cared. Yeah. Even if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew what was happening. It was on Sports Center. Yeah. It was on ESPN. Everyone was talking about it. If we could get back to that, that would be just I agree. perfection. It's going to be tough, but I would definitely say that would be miles better for not just not just... Not just for uh, New Japan, but for wrestling fans in general. Just so they have 
legitimate reasons to like watch both shows because I remember multiple people <clears throat> just jumping back between both shows. Like you're you're because like there are, there are people that'll stick with one show, I'm but then you'll get the people that jump back and forth and are supporting both companies. I'm a SmackDown loyalist. I, I am as well. <laughs> I always was, have been. Yep, I've always preferred SmackDown. When the brand split ended, I stopped watching SmackDown because it started to turn into just the Raw recap show. Oh, it was. But as it soon was. as they became exclusive again, I was all about the blue brand. Yeah. Um, but after um, getting back on topic with um, TLC, Elias and Jason Jordan ended up getting a match after he came. He, he, uh, Jason came out for a third time to throw produce produce at him, and he didn't even win clean. Elias had his shoulder up, and he and he and Jason still won the match. So exactly how are we booking Jason Jordan to be a babyface when he's not even winning matches? Like he's he's didn't legitimately win. It was a garbage referee's job. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand why we're like. Jason Jordan's so great. He's Kurt Angle's son. But and can we talk about how great the commentary team was for this pay per view? Oh, like, they were I, fantastic. I love how like oh you know Michael Cole's a babyface commentator, but yet I really like Elias. Corey Graves is a heel commentator, but I hate Elias and I hate Enzo Amore and I love Jason Jordan because he's my buddy. I like and Booker T, you know, a babyface commentator who's and, a nutcase. And Kurt Angle's like Kurt Angle did this all for ego. Like, oh, I love Elias. I hate Jason Jordan. I like how these commentators aren't just being biased because of where their alignments are. It shows that they actually are people. You know what I mean? Exactly. It shows my personality. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I, I, um, I personally like. Being, wanting to be a commentator, I think this is some of the best commentary they've done in a while. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, not only are they showing, like, hey, we can like different guys, whether we're babyface or heel commentators, but they're also like, there's legitimately, I feel like Booker T and Corey Graves are just gonna get into a fight sometime. Yeah, because there's just points where Booker's just gonna just l- launch and just go nuts. Like when they're like, Booker, what are you talking about? And Booker's like, yeah, you, you know, you, uh, I, and he's just like trying to like defend himself, and like he, he just here, he just he like. Never- like, I love Booker T, like, as the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, but Booker, you're a nutcase, you're crazy, and you shouldn't be on commentary, oh, in my no, opinion. I love Booker T on oh, commentary. I, yeah, I don't like Booker <laughs> T works on commentary because Corey Graves is on commentary. Yeah. And Corey can work with anything and turn anything into just awesome commentary. Imagine, like yeah. you said, when he goes off, like, what are you talking? That's because that's what everyone's thinking. Yeah. And then when you have Corey jump in and say it, it's just it. Everything works. Imagine yeah. if Corey Graves was replaced with Byron Saxton and then we or, had Booker T, Booker T, Byron Saxton and Michael Cole. It would be hell on earth. Oh, it, yeah, it, that it, would it, be it was horrible. It was it was horrible when they had uh, when it was uh, when it was just Corey Graves, Byron and Cole. The commentary team sucked. Like, mm-hmm. I don't but know. yeah. And finally, with TLC, we had. The Olympic Shield versus Miz, The Bar, Braun Strowman, and Kane. Um, first of all, I just want to say it's ridiculous the fact that Kane wants, because nobody has pyro anymore, let's just give him the sound of fire for his entrance <laughs> to just scare the crap out of people. It's not the same, and it's just ridiculous. Before we go too far into this match, what were your guys' like, did you like it? Did you not like the match? I was very entertained. I wouldn't necessarily say the match was like five stars or anything like that, but I was very entertained throughout a majority of the match. I will say I did not like it. Okay. And I have very specific reasons that it I just couldn't shake the entire time. I thought there were very entertaining parts, okay. but overall it left me not too thrilled. First time I watched it, I hated it. <clears throat> really? Went back, rewatched it, and my hatred turned into it was okay. Oh yeah. So. I was I was entertained. I wouldn't like ne- necessarily say 
It was incredible, but I would say I was entertained. So, yeah, the match starts with, you know, all the heels walking out, and then the Shield come from the crowd, and like I said, I didn't get to see them give Kurt Angle a flak jacket, so I didn't know he was going to come out in Shield gear. So I see uh, Ambrose and Rollins come out, and then Kurt Angle popping up behind him in, like, Shield gear. He's like the proud dad that he is. His just big-ass potato head with that giant (laughs) smile. It looks so out of place. It's so, it's just, it's been memed constantly. You can tell, like, you could tell they're probably like, okay, you're part of the shield, so come out and try to be as intimidating as possible. <laughs> Ambrose, Rance come out looking intense, and Kurt Angle's like, yeah, <laughs> let's get them, boys. Exactly. Like, it's like, come on, my children, let's beat these people up. And I like how people were still darting the you suck chants with the shield yeah. music. Like, I was like, the whole time I was going, you suck, you suck, <laughs> you suck, you suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, the shield comes out, they grab chairs, they swarm the ring, um... They they do a nice double ladder spot with Seth and Dean onto the announce table, onto Kane and Braun. And then um, Kurt Angle just completely gets p- body slammed through a table by Braun Strowman, gets carried out to the back. I was like, wow, Kurt Angle has morphed into Roman Reigns. I thought, I, I mean, it was obvious Kurt Angle was going to come back in the... Oh, come yeah. back and win. I it's thought, so I thought he was going to come back in his singlet, though. Oh. I hope so. Like, I, I, was, hope I so. was hoping he was going to come back in singlet. Comes back with a costume change. Because I was like, don't get me wrong, like, I was happy Kurt Angle was in this match, but seeing him in shield gear kept throwing me off. Like I was, was I was fully expecting. It wasn't what bothered me the whole match. Uh, it was just something that I wish I could have saw Kurt Angle in a, in his red, white, and blue singlet. Like I was excited. I was looking forward to it. I'm happy they did play his music when he came back because yeah. I was also really bummed I didn't get to hear his music because I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a yeah. nostalgia mark. I oh, want yeah. the nostalgia. Thankfully, they did that when he came back out. Yes, though. and that's and that's so that that wrong was written. But again, I wish he would have mm-hmm. came back. In his and I wish spoiler alert when they when they brought out the garbage truck I thought for sure he was gonna be driving the garbage truck yeah like like just full milkomania again yeah but yeah and then of course there was a big botch with a Japanese table with the bar where yeah. they tried to throw I think it was Seth and it didn't the, break and it didn't yeah. break I saw this online too the French commentators for WWE actually said I am the table I am the table I was like <laughs> yes. Race, <laughs> promotion, everything for this man. He just made a Botchamania reference on WWE commentary. I was uh, like, I can't believe he did that. He's probably going to get fired, but I don't care. And I like when they put him to the table it didn't break. Like, Cesar, like looked at the crowd and just went like... <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, like, we don't buy I these tables. like, hey, I did my job, okay? It's like, the table didn't do this. But then, yeah, they set him up and they set it up and they break it again. And there was another point, too, where I where they did... Where there was, they got put through two tables, and then one of them broke, the other one didn't. So there were a few Japanese tables tonight. Yeah. They need to, uh, they need to really uh, fire their table guy. I or... guess so. Yeah, I don't know where they got him, but um, Kane uh, ended up getting hit with a chair by accident by Braun Strowman, and then Kane eventually turned on Braun, beating him up, and choke slams him through the stage by the announce table. And then goes full John Cena on Wade Barrett and just yanks twenty chairs, <laughs> which was cool. Yeah, I never get tired of watching that. Though. That's yeah. always it's always fun. Like I I I I'm like constantly like oh he probably moved under the stage, but like I just keep imagining like if he's actually under there, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I don't know, like and, and I I was apparently something must have been wrong with me at that time because like when they did the really weird angle of like looking upwards at Kane and like. You saw the chairs lining up from, and I was actually wondering. I wonder what they're gonna do. Like, what a weird angle. Yeah. Is Kane gonna do like an aerial move? Is like, Kane gonna is climb Kane the doing chairs? a splash? Like, what's happening? And then all of a sudden he like moves up, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 
Braun wakes up and he's just like, he won't go down and he fights back. And then all four of them, all four of the Miz, the Bar, and Kane throw Braun Strowman into a garbage truck and commit murder. This is the second time someone's tried to murder Braun Strowman. Like, poor guy. He's been, he's been like, there's been attempted murder on him twice and both involving a vehicle. You know, I think it was almost poetic. You know, Braun Strowman you know, threw Kalisto in a dumpster during his dumpster match. And then the same pay-per-view where Kalisto was in a championship match, Braun Strowman gets thrown in a garbage truck. I didn't even realize that. I will that. say the best part of that whole spot was the crowd chanting, this is murder after that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was murder. amazing. So why didn't you like the match? Um, I didn't like it for a couple reasons. One, although it was great seeing Kurt Angle back, they really blew their load early on this. <laughs> they... It didn't really make sense for the face GM to team up with. I mean, I'm, he was with the faces. But to watch your face GM get that look of anger and beat the shit out of the Miz with a chair really throws off the power dynamic. When you see a face, the face authority figure going to town on the, on the heels, it doesn't really make sense. And it's like, how are you going to go forward because Kurt Angle was the shining golden boy. And after this, the whole power dynamics messed up because it's always going to feel weird now. Whenever anything bad happens to the bar, Ms. Strowman, it's going to feel forced. Also, it just... They just walk by the water cooler and Kurt's sitting there and they're just he's just like yeah. trying to have with a working the, relationship. And then How you doing, Miz, boys? Miz gets flashbacks <laughs> and uh, getting hit with a chair. Yeah. Cesaro, Sheamus gets flashbacks and getting Angle slammed through a table. It's just like, yeah, what a what a great boss. <laughs> that just it threw off the power dynamic. I think this match would have been much better, and a lot of people won't like this. I think it would have been much better had Roman Reigns been there instead. Well, I think so too, but that's but that's only because, you know, it's it's the shield. Yeah, like, and that mm-hmm. makes more sense for them to fight through. I don't know. There was just a lot about this match that felt so there were lots of spots where there was just too many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where I mean, it's, it's, everything it was, was very, happening. Yeah, it was and, a very crowded match. Yeah, they uh they did a fairly good job at keeping the action for the most part focused on one point but it seemed like I was missing stuff the whole time because I went back and rewatched it and it didn't make me like it much more but um so if you were creative who would you have had fill Kurt Angle's spot if if you had been like we need to wait we need to save Kurt Angle how would you who would you have booked to replace Cassis Ono (laughs) the original shield member Mm -hmm. (laughs) they really could have gone and grabbed someone from NXT who's ready I think even if you wanted to really just swerve people. Drew McIntyre. See, I know a guy named Matt Not Hardy who was that. sitting there doing nothing. Well, that's that's another thing. I, I I was glad they didn't do the standard, the Shield need a friend. Oh, look, it's Jeff Hardy again, which I thought was going to happen because of all the ladders. I'm like, the Hardys are going to come out. It's going to happen. But they really could have swerved people. It would have been cool to see Authors of Pain show up. Oh, yeah. Not for any real reason except to show how dominant they are. Mm-hmm. They can even go back to NXT. But to have them come up and get hype going, because you see a disconnect between NXT and main roster. Yeah. If you have them come up at this stage, make an impact, and then go back down to NXT, when they come up for real, it would mean so much more. And they would be believable opponents for Braun and Kane. You could have had them come up and go against them, and no one would think any different of it. Mm -hmm. But it just felt, I don't know, everything just felt weird and rushed. To be fair, I think they did a great job with what they were given you have two days to make a new roster for these, this pay-per-view. Exactly. Like, like, the viral meningitis threw it completely out of whack. And granted, we were all just like, 
Holy, everyone was joking like viral meningitis is a better booker than the actual writing team for WWE. <laughs> but my my biggest my biggest issue with this by far, because um, I again I was still very entertained throughout the whole match. I thought there were some very great spots in there to keep it entertaining. I mean, it's a it's a gimmick match. I wasn't exactly expecting anything five stars. Um, my only issue was the fact that I wanted Kurt Angle's return to the ring to be built up naturally. I didn't yeah. want it. I didn't want it to. I, I thought the fact that he was just kind of thrown in there, like just out of nowhere, just breaking news on a Friday, two days before the pay per view. That's not how you book the return of the Olympic gold medalist after 11 years. Yeah, I definitely and, think they could have. And also just because of the fact that Kurt isn't necessarily the best when it comes to gimmick matches because it's not yeah. it's not his it's not his area because he's a wrestling machine. That's where he thrives the most. That's why I constantly still go back to his match with Joe Hendry at WCPW because that was a great wrestling match and that's what Kurt Angle is. He's an amazing wrestler in terms of gimmick matches. Like, you don't really get anything that you wouldn't get from any other superstar because, like, anybody else could hit someone with a chair. Yes, we did get some great angle slams through a table, which is amazing and is a great pop, but at the same time, I wanted a, I wanted a Kurt Angle to return and make a huge, like, legitimate wrestling match with someone, like, on the roster, like, like someone, like, makes fun of his family or something like that, and then they build it, and then Kurt's like, listen, I can't stand by idly. I want to be in the, I want to fight you. At this pay-per-view, and then there you go, you get the return. But now it's already happened. So if he does come back and does a legitimate wrestling match, it's not gonna seem as big to the wrestling to the casual fans because they've already seen him before. But at the same yeah. time, they don't like a lot of times the casual fans don't realize just how damn good Kurt Angle is at wrestling. So that was my only issue with it. I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, but I want I wanted my Kurt Angle to return to feel built up like I can't wait I can't wait I can't wait just like holy shit everything's well, happening now what they could have done was hold off on Kurt Angle and then cancel Finn Balor's match and just put him in this match you know Finn Balor doesn't have an opponent now he's going to be with the shield and then you know cuz clearly they were out they were they were like weird on time cuz they gave Samson and Jason Jordan you know three segments exactly. so you could have just cut Finn Balor's match you could have made that match longer, uh, as long as it could have been, it was I think almost a half an hour. You could have made it the exact same length. You could have made another match that needed more time, like the cruiserweight tag team match. Or you could have made, you know, you could have let Drew Gulak have his thing. Because no one really, we all knew as soon as that the, you know, that Bray and Roman got sick, we all knew that this pay per view was going to be in flux. If you would have canceled Finn Balor's match, put him in that six man, uh, kept AJ away, which we wouldn't have gotten that match, but. We will eventually. We, will yeah, eventually. we would have eventually. We yeah. could have had everything advertised, and we would have had uh, Finn Balor in the in the match, which I think would have been a good match. And then you run Raw exactly the way Raw went now, which I mean, you know, Shane McMahon put the entire SmackDown roster under siege. The Raw roster under siege, and then it ended with Shane McMahon being like, you know, you get your your guys, whoever's left, and we'll settle this. That's where you debut Kurt Angle. You get mm-hmm. Kurt Angle trying to gather a raw team, and everyone's like, "I'm not, I'm not doing that." Like, no, you see what they did to me, or like, and then or, he, listen, and I'm hurt. And then Kurt Angle's like, you know, Kurt's the Kurt's the t- the team leader, and yeah. then Shane's. The I was team gonna exactly. say, are we gonna see those two in the match? Do you I think hope we're so. seeing them? I, I want so. I want Kurt to be like, you know what, you know, you SmackDown, you've decimated my roster, but I've got four of these guys who won't, who who aren't taking it, who who are willing to go to war, and then Shane McMahon's got his five guys, and he's like, well, looks like we're going to have a four-on-five handicap match, and Kurt Angle will go, oh, no, you'll get your fifth guy. 
And then he takes off his suit and he's wearing a singlet. Exactly. And he's like, I'm going to be the fifth guy. Yeah. It's true. It's damn true. That's yeah. how you debut Shane Kurt Angle. McMahon now. kicks Baron Corbin off the team again and takes his spot. Exactly. And then we get, still bitter. Still bitter about that. And then we get J- and then and then Jason Jordan's on the team also. And we get Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle are the last two guys versus the smack the entire SmackDown team. And Kurt Angle goes ham. Angle slam, suplex, angle slam, angle make lock. people tap out. It gets down to where it's just Kurt Angle and let's say, I don't know, some SmackDown guy. Let's say Randy Orton is is left. And Randy Orton is like about like, you know, goes for an RKO. Kurt Angle reverses it into an angle slam. Is gonna go pin him. And then Jason Jordan comes out with a chair and clunks Kent right, uh, Kurt Angle right in the head. Jason Jordan now becomes a huge heel because he attacked Kurt Angle. Randy Orton pins Kurt Angle. That sets up your WrestleMania feud between Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle, with Jason Jordan on the fast track to being a heel. So You're the only thing the shit out of this. Right the now. only thing I would like more than that, you get it, like you said, those two versus the entire SmackDown team. It comes down to the end: Shane versus Angle and Jordan. They're about to beat Kurt, and Zayn and Owens come out and save it for SmackDown because mm-hmm. that would f- throw a huge <laughs> wrench in everything going on, and would really be able to play up Zayn's. I'm doing this for you. Like, make him really, because I love, they're basically telling Zayn and Owens, do what you did in Ring of Honor. Just oh yeah, do that. Here's the microphones. Have fun. Yeah, basically. And, yeah, and that's why it's one of the best things on, on WWE TV. But, and yeah. I think, well, like you just said, the fantasy booking, that's the main reason I didn't like this main event, because obviously you're did a fan fantasy of fantasy war, booking. Did fantasy I'm a warfare fan just get real? Did booking. fantasy warfare just get real? <laughs> but, like, there were so many better options for Kurt Angle, and now none of them matter. Like, because you'll never have the buildup that you could have had. Mm-hmm. The promos could have lasted. If it was promos for Mania, they could have started today, mm-hmm. and no one would have had a problem with it. They yeah. could have been building from this point until Mania, but instead it was a two-day build. Yeah, that was again, that was my only issue with that. Um, and, then, and then for him to come out on Raw trying to get back to his old general manager ways, it just seemed very forced. Yeah. Especially if, and, that, and you can't tell me WWE wasn't like, oh man. Roman Reigns could miss this show. They've known about this meningitis thing for so long. So how about instead of having five guys against three guys who one might not be there, and you know you're going to pull the switch and have Kane, Braun Strowman in a feud, why don't you just have the angle where he turns on Kurt uh, Kane, the go-home show, to to the pay-per-view. And then you could do a four-on-four TLC match with the Shield and Braun, yeah, they yeah, and they, then the heels, and they, then you know Roman misses the show, but you still have Dean and Rollins and the Equalizer, the Monster Among Men, Braun. Yeah, they basically could, two people anyway. Yeah, and you could still do the spot where they throw him in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100 yeah. percent agree with that. And they could have just like had Kane return a week earlier instead yeah, of yeah, exactly, home raw. exactly. And I mean that would have made the finish a little bit more different because then you don't have Kurt Angle coming down and. And making and being the Miz, but you could have had like Braun lift up the garbage truck like thing and like walk out and win the match. Like we're already gonna make it look like he got crushed with a garbage truck. You might as well ham it up even more and have him free himself with brute strength and yell Braun and then running down the ramp and then winning it. Also, I said when I was watching it, I know obviously the garbage truck is rigged so he's safe. I would still be shitting my pants in there because it's still a garbage truck uh-huh. and it's still closing. I don't care how safe I know it is. Part of me is losing my mind. Oh, like, yeah. I'm going to die right now. It's like, this is how I go. This is how yeah. I go. Or well, how healthy, how, how, Samoa Joe was healthy. 
Samoa Joe is back from yes. injury. Uh, and you can't have Samoa Joe fill the void of the shield. Can nobody, he's, yeah. he's too Braun healed. Strowman injured him. That story writes itself. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they were will- I don't know if they'd be willing to pull the trigger on him for a babyface run. He doesn't yeah. have to. He could literally he could literally go heal the next night. Or he, just yeah, he or could just go win the match that night. Yeah, win the match and then take out the shield. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't Honestly, know. Another reason I'm remembering, I don't I really like it, this whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing seems really forced to me. I, I feel like it's a, we don't have a champion, well, so we need a main event. Well, I think it's I think it's more, we know we want Roman versus Brock at Mania. How do we get Roman over? Oh, let's put him with the S.H.I.E.L.D. You notice as soon as Roman's been with the S.H.I.E.L.D., it's been all cheers. Now, uh, whenever Roman does grab the microphone to talk, he gets booed. But the boos have lessened yeah. since the S.H.I.E.L.D. has been I back. Still, yeah, when he, when he had his steel cage match against Braun, uh, yeah. there was still, let's go Roman, yeah. Roman sucks. If they keep, he's, definitely not, he's definitely not over. Just the, idea, just the S.H.I.E.L.D. is yeah. over. But if they keep him with the S.H.I.E.L.D. going into Mania, I would not be surprised if he's over. Mm. To some degree. I don't know that that crowd's way too hardcore. I don't think I don't think they'd still. I don't think they give him the time of day. I think, I think it, with I think hardcore fans he'll be over because I feel like most hardcore fans, at least the ones I talk to, which to be fair, not many, but um, I feel like people are starting to get tired of Brock Lesnar holding this champion. I'm tired of in Brock the Lesnar dark. Holding the champion. It just not showing up, and when he does show up, he doesn't fight. He shows up. Paul does his little speech. He doesn't even need to be there. They could show it on the screen. Mm-hmm. It, it'd have the exact same effect. Mm-hmm. And I just I I I already like Roman Reigns. I already do. So him going against Brock, I'm like, do it. Take the belt. Anyone at the there was Anyone? a house show in Detroit uh, at the Joe final show ever at the Joe, and they had Brock versus Samoa Joe, and it looked like Joe was gonna win, and that crowd was going crazy, mm-hmm. which is partially because everyone likes Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And you could tell when he won it, there were people going, oh, like, again, it's still Brock. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I talked about this previously on the podcast where I say, like, you can't have, you can't overexpose someone like Brock Lesnar because as we already show, like, he does his thing and then he does it well and then he goes away for a little bit. And I my big thing is because they have him so put at the top of the card as the the beast incarnate that if they were to just have him on every single week on Raw and have him beat up someone on on um on on Raw. It would be like Go- it would be like Goldberg doing his massive streak thing. Like we already know this is going to happen, so it's not really like we're not on the edge of our seats, which is why now that we've survived TLC and we're going into Survivor Series and we've already been confirmed that it's Brock versus Jinder unless AJ beats Jinder and becomes the new WWE champion. That's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah, that's that's what I'm praying happens. Like the fa- and it's like you you want Brock when he comes to a pay per view or when he comes to a big four event to have a match where it's like you you think he's gonna lose because like the more doubt you put into Brock Lesnar the more you're gonna get the other guy over just because of the fact that he's yeah. kicking Brock's ass the fact that we're putting Jinder Mahal against Brock Lesnar is what would happen if you would have Brock Lesnar against some random on Raw it's like nobody gives a crap and because the fact it's that like, you have Paul Heyman the guy who if there was gonna be a guy who could get you excited for this match, who could make you think uh, Jinder Mahal could win, it would be him. If he would have came out and been like, Brock Lesnar is not taking this lying down. He beat Shinsuke. He beat Randy. He's He's been WWE champion for how long? <laughs> like, this guy is the real deal. Only do that much more in Paul Heyman. Like, you you know, you could you could probably convince some people. Oh, you know, maybe. I, you couldn't convince me. Well, There's no convincing a, for me. But we're a bunch of marks. You could convince the casual fan. Uh, here's a hot take for you. 
I hope Jinder beats Brock. I I, I genuinely I'm against, want. I'm against because you for that. I see. <laughs> is it just because you're bored? Because that's how we got Jinder Mahal as WWE champion in the first place. Because people were bored as Randy Orton was oh, WWE no, I'd champion. Laugh. I'd laugh. That's how we got Jinder Mahal in the first place. And look how much good it's done for us. You can't. Just go to Jinder or something crazy when you're bored. I don't know. I'd laugh if Jinder won. This is where I'd never get invited back on this podcast. Again. <laughs> um, I like Jinder as champion. You're the best champion. guest we've ever had. I like Jinder as champion. You want to take that back now? Or <laughs> are we going to... You're the only guest it? we've had. Okay. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> exactly. But um, I think he's showing improvements. Since he first won that title, he's been getting better. He finally had a clean victory, which is... Well, a relatively clean victory, which is amazing. But I think he is a couple steps away from being a legitimate champion. When he comes out and cuts promos about him being racist, saying you always rook the same. Step one, stop that. Yeah. That's step one. That, that was, I'm, that I'm was recent, though. I'm seeing flashes of him. In ring, he's getting a lot better when he's not concussing Finn Balor. But I genuinely think they could have... a actual champion on their hands if they just give him a little I think they should take the belt off him give him time and then give it back and I think he could be a legitimate threat I see I disagree with you hardcore because I think Jinder Mahal has already failed as WWE champion because I just don't see exactly because yeah people get he he gets heat but that's just because of the fact that like he's not believable I do not believe that the worst member of 3MB is now holding the most prestigious title in WWE. Like, I don't believe that. And I still will never believe that. I don't care how many Singh brothers he has to defend him. Like, he's still, like, and I don't care how buff he gets in, like, less than three months. Like, he still is, to me, a joke champion. And he always will be. I would take Brock Lesnar as my WWE champion who doesn't show up every week on Raw or SmackDown and just comes in when he's needed to have, like, crazy, crazy entertaining matches where he just suplexes and, like, they're back and forth beating the crap out of each other. I would take that over Jinder Mahal, like, beating Shinsuke Nakamura, who I thought was going to win the WWE champion at at SummerSlam because it seemed it seemed obvious. And the fact that that was Shinsuke Nakamura's one first loss and first clean loss at the last pay-per-view, like, I don't buy that. I don't buy the fact that the King of Strong Style would lose to Jinder frickin' Mahal. I don't buy it, and I just don't think that he's a good champion. See, the double-edged sword is, this is what we asked for. For years it was, oh, John Cena's champ again. We have the same four champions all the time. Let's shake it up. And they were like, okay, fuck you. Here you go. We're shaking it up. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, that's not what we meant. We didn't mean shake it like that. See the- so I'm going to take it because it's what I wanted. I want new people. I want new people getting championships. Is it exactly who I prefer? Absolutely not. But I love when he won that uh, number one contender match. That was perfect. Land of opportunity meant something. If they said, oh, it's the land of opportunity and AJ Styles wins the number one contendership, it's like, I understand. Okay. I I understand that, and I like I, that's why I was like, oh, he won the number one contendership. Wow, I didn't expect him to win because nobody expected him to win. I don't think I don't think anybody expected Jinder Mahal to become the WWE champion that night at Backlash. I didn't. But um, actually, I felt like it was too. I figured it, there was no because it was such a one sided affair. I thought there was no way he couldn't win. Ex- uh, yeah. yeah. But like I think I think everyone's fine with other people getting opportunities. That's why everyone loved John Cena's United States Open Challenge. They loved it when they saw guys like Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger and all these guys show up to cut, get a shot at the universal at the United States Championship. Sure, 
not many of them are, would have won, but if they would have had that one moment where he calls out for the United States Open Challenge and someone actually beat him, there you go. There's your there's your there's your swerve. There's your new champion. There's your someone who you've never seen as champion. My thing is just because of the fact that I understand that people want someone new, but if a formula works, WWE's going to keep going back to it. They know how much money John Cena makes. They know how much money Randy Orton makes. They know how much money Brock Lesnar makes. Like, I can tell you right now, with Jinder Mahal as champion, I don't care if they're b- booking it for the Indian audience, which I don't even know for a fact if the country of India actually does like Jinder Mahal because he's not legitimately Indian. I've heard it's not working at all. Oh, yeah. So there's a thing. You're losing money on Jinder Mahal as WWE champion. Your your experiment has 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 failed miserably. I'm fine with saying, you know what, Jinder Mahal was WWE champion. But we need to stop it now. It has gone on for way too long. There for is, way too long. There is one purpose of having uh, him as champion, though. And I'd keep him champion, and I'd have him go into WrestleMania as champion so John Cena could beat him and become a 17-time world champion. John Cena could beat anybody for that title yeah, shot, Yeah, I will though. say, when he does that, I want it to mean something more than beating Because I know I just said I like gender, but I don't feel like Shinsuke should have beat him because then it's like Shinsuke's first title. Yeah, is exactly. Against There's your new champion. I don't there you think go. Cena should beat him because then it's like, well, yeah, he won, but like he beat. I want him to beat someone big. Like if he were to go against like, if he were to go against Roman again, later down the line, they bring that feud back for the championship. That would if Cena w- wins that match, that means the world. See, I don't know if we'll have Cena for down the line. Like I think you need to hot shot his 17th championship because. I don't know if you'll have John Cena for next WrestleMania after this one. He's already taken less dates. For Survivor Series, your biggest draw in the company is going to be a special guest referee to Brock and Jinder. Like, really? And why else would he be the special guest referee in that match if not to start a feud with one of them? You could argue John Cena versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title could be your Mania match. However, I'm from everything I'm hearing, it's Roman Brock. Apparently, it's been Roman Brock since WrestleMania last year. That's why they Gee, chose I wonder, Roman. I wonder why. That's why they wanted Roman to retire The Undertaker. So the only two guys to ever beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania could fight at WrestleMania for a title. Then Roman beats Brock, and then it's like, <clears throat> I beat the streak. I, like, I, I'm still 100% like, no. We well, had, yeah, I mean, like the fans are not going to get behind that. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if they're going to go full WrestleMania 30 and try to change their main event again. And if they honestly, it's like, I'm just not in terms of the in terms of the WWE champion right now, and in terms of like John Cena, I agree. I agree with you that John Cena's 17th world title needs to mean something. What which, could mean more than beating the Maharaja? Uh, you know what? You convinced me. I'm on your side now. <laughs> just because you say the word Maharaja does not mean everything has gone away. That doesn't mean all of your arguments are suddenly. What if invalid. I put modern day in front of it? That doesn't mean oh, shit. Oh man, all it right. doesn't mean shit. <laughs> I like. I'm not. I'm like. I have friends too who agree with you that Jinder Mahal. Like they love Jinder. Like I have a friend Greg who is like will not stop singing the praises of Jinder Mahal. Um, but even recently, he's starting to waver a little bit more because of these like incredibly awful promos and like these garbage vignettes and stuff like that. It's like, like just cut it, just cut it all now. And like, I don't care, like I don't care if our next WWE champion 
is freaking James like, Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. Yeah, I will take James Ellsworth over Jinder Mahal. I won't. No. I will take James no. Ellsworth over Jinder Mahal. I'd rather have a bag of Cheetos. Like you know what? Champion. If you guys can, if you guys can burn the show to the ground because you want Jinder Mahal as champion instead of Randy Orton, I can burn the show to the ground just the same, saying James Ellsworth should be champion. <laughs> I don't actually mean that. I mean, that's, that's why I was saying take the belt off him for a little while because I don't think he should be champion right now, but I'm like, I'm saying he can be in the future. I think if they would have built him up more and then let him win, it would have made more sense. And I think now if they take it away, bring him back, say, seven, eight months down the line, and make him a baby it could face. Be. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm and just have him and the Singh brothers become a rock band. Uh, the three-man band. We're on to something we here. We got Hold it on. here. All right, let's keep, let's the, keep this going. the three-man Maharaja band. All right, real quick, because I know we're we're coming around near towards the end of the, sh- the podcast, um, because uh, on Monday Night Raw, we announced uh, some matches for Survivor Series, uh, because as they constantly kept saying on Raw and SmackDown, it's the only time of the year when Raw and SmackDown collide. Uh, we got the women's champions colliding with Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. We got the IC champion versus the US champion in the Miz versus Baron how Corbin. How do you book a Baron Corbin Miz match? Like, I don't know how that's going to be. I don't know that's going to be. How do you book a gender versus Brock match? Well, that's what I ask. Well, you have Paul Heyman do it. Yeah. But, but like, I love Paul. What's, but. The Miz is just an idiot and I'm going to beat him. And the Miz is like, you know what, Baron? I'm the Miz and yeah, I'm, I'm going to awesome. beat you. Like, I don't know. They're just. There's not a good enough baby face to make the Miz look dumb. Yeah, see, that is, I am not looking forward to that match purely because those two are my favorite on each of their shows. I love Baron Corbin. The Miz is my favorite. I think he's one of the best in the company. And the, exactly, there's no good way to book this match. Yeah. Because they're, they're not the same character, but they're too similar. Because it's not even like either of them would care about beating the other one. Yeah. Baron clearly doesn't care about winning right now. He's yeah. got his title, and all he wants is to hold that title forever. You almost would have been better off having Dillinger win the match, have Dillinger versus Miz, and then just have Baron Corbin on the SmackDown team. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if they would have done, if they would have actually done it where Ty fell into the United States Championship, I think that would have been way better. Yeah. And if you knew you were coming up on Survivor Series and you were going to have Raw versus SmackDown, like. Seth and Dean versus the Usos. It looks like it's going to be a great match. Oh that makes gosh, sense. I think be. Seth and I think Seth and Dean versus the New Day was was your money match, and I think they missed a golden opportunity. I agree. I agree, but I still think Seth and Dean versus the Usos will be a crazy good match, and yeah. I do think yeah. yeah, Seth and Dean versus the versus the New Day would have been wonderful. <coughs> but I think this is just a good alternative too. What I would have liked more is sort of not a rematch of last year, but playing off last year, if the Bar was holding the championships, and you could get Usos versus the Bar. Because those were the final two teams in the tag team elimination match last year where the Usos lost to Cesaro and Sheamus. And if you had both those two as champions, the match, because those are four of the most underrated performers on the roster. And if you had those four go at it, that would be incredible. I still think Usos and Shield will be great. But uh, yeah, I think with the Shield as champs, New Day's been, mm-hmm. New Day would have been the better. Yeah, Especially if you could get Roman Reigns healthy in time and just let all three members of both teams just go at it. I think that's a Mania match-worthy match. Mm -hmm. But I've been saying I've wanted New Day Shield forever. Mm -hmm. And another thing I wanted to talk about, too, on Monday Night Raw was the fact that um, there was one specific match where the IWC caught on fire and would not stop stop burning, and that was Finn Balor versus Kane. 
Kane goes over clean I'm over okay Finn with, Balor. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too because it's like it's just like he just came off of an incredible match with AJ. But um, like basically the IWC is going crazy. And I even looked online and uh, Dave Meltzer uh, put out a quote saying, "Quote: I've asked around and like I mean." People who always defend Vince have been like, there's no explanation. There's no defense. He just whiffed. Well, we need to make Kane well, look strong for Braun. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a classic WWE case of we've got an older guy coming back. Put him over the hot young talent right now to make him look strong. That guy will be okay. But he will be. I, this time, I do agree. This time, I'm, okay. I'm honestly okay with it because, yeah. like, it is Finn Balor. Everybody loves him. He could lose the next 30 matches in a row. And then win a championship that thirty first match, and no one would bat an eye. I would, I would almost. You wanted, yeah, you wanted, you wanted Bray Wyatt to completely. I wanted murder. Bray to squash uh, Finn, and I, you know what? I, if you're doing Braun Kane, I think you could drag that out longer. Keep Braun off TV for a couple months. Let us want Braun Strowman back, and while he's gone, have Demon Finn versus the Devil's mm-hmm. favorite Demon Kane. Mm-hmm. That program, I think, is a good program. Yeah, I, I, th- th- that just made me think of something too because Raw has a beast, uh, two demons in the Devil's Favorite Demon and the Demon Finn Balor, and two monsters, and then a cult leader in Bray Wyatt. Like Raw has a weird roster. When their you think Halloween about special it. is going to be incredible. Exactly. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why didn't Raw, Halloween fall on a, on a Monday? It falls yeah. on a Tuesday. They really dropped the bar on that one. That, well, I mean, that wasn't their fault. Um, but yeah, like. Honestly, other than that, like we had Alicia Fox, who's now the Survivor Series captain for Monday Night Raw. My girl. Which again, My like girl. It, it was, it was shocking, but at the same time, nothing to burn the burn burn the show down for because it's just a captain spot for Survivor Series. Like Sasha and Bailey will she be still in beat yeah. Sasha and Bailey. Nope. Even still, even are, still, are they gonna put Asuka on this team? I feel like you have to leave her off. I do too. I, I do feel too. like you have to leave her on and have her decimate the SmackDown team. You think you think that she should be on and be the only person to do anything? I think I think she should be there. I think the entire story should be them s- sending people from the Raw women's team to the corner and just having the entire team beat her up. To I the don't, point yeah. to where she's the only member left. And once she gets into the team, the entire team jump the rope and just beat her up. And then Oscar just single-handedly picks them off one by See, one. See, I, I feel like in storyline reason, there's no way you cannot put Asuka in yeah. the team. Because it's like, you're, you'll win automatically I, just having her on there. I think you can't because... If Alicia Fox is the uh, is the captain, you can have her purposely not put Asuka on because Alicia's wanted this attention for so long. And when Asuka comes up and gets it immediately, you could have Alicia be like, well, guess what? You're not on the team. And I feel like if she's on the team, the match doesn't matter because you know what's going to happen. Like, there's no chance Asuka loses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I, I agree. Like, if Alicia's just like, oh, you think you're hot shit? No, you're, on the, you're not on the team. Yeah. Then at least you know, like... People wanted her on the team, but Alicia used her abuse of power as captain to throw her off, and then there you go. Or makes like, her the mascot. You'll be the team mascot. Yeah, you'll be Asuka. our you'll be our cheerleader. Yeah, and then Oscar crushes yeah. her at the paper. Yeah, I thought it was cool too the fact that Alicia stole the ba- Bailey to belly. I thought yeah, it was cool because cool. you don't you don't see many uh, finisher steals anymore. Like yeah. when you would see like the Rock and Stone Cold trade off the Rock Bottom and the Stone and the Stone Cold Stunner. I love Alicia like, Fox. Oh yeah, I think I think she did good. Um, and then finally on Raw we had. SmackDown going under siege on 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 Raw, just beating up everyone. I thought this was very entertaining, but exact like it was also crazy because like people, the Raw audience was booing them. So best, I was just like best angle at, since the Festival of Friends that they've had. In my yeah, the opinion. Festival of Friendship. Yeah, yeah I but won't like, lie, watching this 
I was like, there's one guy in the back. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He's got a big beard and he's wearing a hat. It was Rusev. And I've never been so ashamed of myself you than didn't when he stood on the Rusev? table. Which I would argue is more of a what the hell are you doing, SmackDown? Because with I just I didn't I couldn't place him the whole time. And then he stood up mm-hmm. on that table and I'm like, oh shit. I also thought it was awesome too, because we saw Chad Gable attack Jason That was first cool. one yeah, to hit that Jason. was the first one to go after him. I was like, K-Fabe. Yes, get him. Running like, in I'm, front of everyone else to hit him. I that wish was, he would have said something too, like, oh, what's up, buddy? And just like punched yeah, him. I loved like, it too. Like uh, New Day was just like, hey, it's Titus and Apollo. What's up, man? Bam. Yeah. I like I like that entire angle. Yeah. Um, I'm a little upset that they kind of just beat up Finn and Matt like it was nothing. But, but like it's twenty, it's like twenty guys right. on them. So like, there's your. Excuse. And I like how they had the shield hiding in the shadows. Like, oh, if there's any two men that can take down an entire team of jobbers, yeah. Slash, besides AJ and Shinsuke, it's the shield. One thing I wanted to say too, because Booker T said, "I've never seen anything like this in my 26 years." I'm like, bro, you were part of the alliance. <laughs> you were part of the alliance. How can you say you you've did never, this? Yeah, you were the WCW <laughs> champion. How can you not say you haven't seen this? I wish before? he would have been like, "This is quite the alliance they got here." Exactly. I would have been fine if he said that, but he's like, I've never seen this before. Oh, uh, shucky ducky quack quack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then real quick on SmackDown, um, they were like, there was a cool under siege chant too at SmackDown, so like that was awesome. But they were like, we're ready, we have everything under lockdown, nobody's getting in here. Sami Zayn interrupting, saying like, all right, fine, you book, you put us in a corner. Me and Kevin will lead SmackDown at Survivor Series. And he's like, listen, you have to beat Randy Orton to be on the team. So we get Sami Zayn fighting Randy Orton again. And, and Sami lost. Um, Did anyone else notice they said for the first time ever Sami Zayn fights Randy Orton? No, I didn't notice that. They, I, they said that twice, and I'm like, this that's not true at all. Exactly. He low-blowed him. He low-blowed <laughs> yeah. him. Randy won by low-blowing. Like, he got him back with the low-blow. It's like we're back to Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, low-blowing each other. Like, it's like, one, like, I don't think... I don't think this hurts Sammy because, again, it's only a Survivor Series five-on-five. Like, I love Survivor Series, but, like, those five-on-five matches really don't mean as much as they people don't. think they do. No, they don't. So At least, the like, fact in that bragging Sammy... rights, they had a trophy. Yeah. yeah. Here, it's just nothing happens. Yeah. It'd be cool if they were, like, you know, the win- like the winning guy. Gets to take someone from the other roster. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like, the winning the winning team gets Get... to pick somebody. Yeah, gets to or poach if, like, someone. the winning team's champion is, like, it's, is the actual person who main events Mania, and then the Royal Rumble winner, like, or, or do something. Mm-hmm. I guess it would kind of give it away because, like, if a Raw guy won, then we know a SmackDown guy's winning the Rumble. But maybe not that. But yeah, Even stealing we somebody. Know Sammy's winning the Rumble this year. I will. <laughs> yes, let's do it now. I'm like, come on. I hope so because I'm gonna be there, and I really want to see that live. I want to see that. I want to see that. I don't care where I am when I see that. I, I will. I will. I will run really? down the street. I will just run down the street just going, da, 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 just like skipping around with my flat cap and just go. I'm think, gone. I think, I think Cena's been in the Rumble because I'm very high on the Cena versus gender idea. I'm not, uh-huh. ha- I'm not happy about it. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I think it's happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so after that, uh, yeah, besides, you know, SmackDown well, we, as comparatively. Fashion Dogs. There yeah. was Fashion Dogs. The only reason I liked Fashion Dogs is because they announced they were doing Stranger things. Yeah. Um, I love Stranger Things, so I'm very excited to see how they take this on, especially considering the fact that Stranger Things Season 2 comes back um, this this weekend, in fact. So, 
So we'll uh, be a two. Today's the day? Two days. I think, Friday. 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 I think, right. I think oh, all three of us are, are all four of us Stranger Things fans. Like, yeah. Such right, so, a good so show. We, so next week we'll be critiquing Stranger Things. Stranger <laughs> Earth Things, yes. Like, listen, this just became a Stranger Things podcast. Yep. Um, and then we had AJ Styles versus the, the one Sing brother in a two-minute squat. Yeah, like, was, no, that was a 40-second squat. What a waste squash. of time. It was. And then Dolph Ziggler was, like, now talking about catchphrases, trying to do the Rock's catchphrase, and then we announced... Dolph versus Bobby next week, two out of three falls. It's like, can we just turn Bobby heel now? It's well, over. I think, I mean, Bobby will, Bobby will be a good member of Team SmackDown, and then maybe he'll turn heel the next week. You know, who knows? But it, we all know Bobby Roode will be on Team it's, SmackDown. It's fifty-fifty booking though that they've already done with this angle. Like they've yeah. already got two, one win each. We got to get that second win. Now they already now. So Randy and Bo- Randy's confirmed. Bobby's basically confirmed. Is yeah. there any other members announced for either teams? Uh, Becky was announced to be the, besides the, the women's captain. Ones. Yeah, yeah, besides the women's one. Uh, other than that, for both teams, I don't think anyone's been... Because Kurt came out to announce his team yeah. before SmackDown went under siege. Um, so other than that, no, they the haven't... The one that, name it. I saw on the Observer was Jason Jordan. I mean, I kind of assu- I kind of assumed that, yeah. Oh, yeah. My son Jason Jordan will be the captain of Raw! Yeah, like, keep keep abusing your power, Kurt. It's it, it fits you. I like it though because I think because I think it's gonna play into the inevitable. Like I don't need you to be successful, Dad. Like mm-hmm. and then him turning heel. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, that's what we're building to, and we need to build to that because there's like not many Jason Jordan fans. No, man, I'm one of them. I'm not a Jason Jordan fan. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Um, other than that, like Raw and SmackDown, like uh, there was un- Raw was definitely the more entertaining show. Oh, absolutely. Um, and SmackDown, like... Kind of sucked. Yeah, SmackDown kind of <laughs> sucked this week. So Not- Raw definitely beat SmackDown this week. And TLC was uh, good and bad, I would say. Um, and definitely some agree- some disagreeances on the uh, on the Olympic Shield. For a, for a pay-per-view that had to be rebooked and thrown together, <laughs> exactly. they did a good job. They did a good job with what they were, were given. The highs were much higher than the lows were low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, uh, and yeah. I even think the TLC match at the end... You know, after rewatching the second time, I think it was okay. I think it was, you know? it was again for fun. an overbooked TLC match where you seem to just sit back and enjoy Kurt Angle and enjoy what it was. I did enjoy it the second time. When you watch a TLC match, you're only looking for like giant ladder spots, table mm-hmm. spots, and people hitting each other with chairs. Yep. You're not looking for a Dave Meltzer five star classic with that. Um, even though that's what we want when Kurt Angle comes into a WWE ring for the first time in eleven years. Other than that, like. We got we got Finn versus AJ, and I, I love that match. I, I just wish we could have. I just want to see Seth Dean and Miz defend their titles. That's all I want. Yeah, we're gonna like, get two back to back pay per views. Yeah, it was one, one title, title defense, defense on a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, and it was the women's crazy. title. Yeah, that yeah. is insane. But like, well, the cruiserweight belt too. Oh yeah, uh, two. Yeah, two. One title defended <laughs> on the <laughs> four cruiserweights. And yeah, but other than that, yeah, that was that was this week in Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and TLC. So yeah, thank you guys yep. for joining us, and thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having yeah. me. Anything you want to plug? Like um, Twitter and whatnot. Yeah, come see After Hours Improv. Oh man, um, good. November tenth at seven o'clock. It'll be, I believe, Anspa one sixty one. Okay. But yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Mm-hmm. We're heading to Chicago right after for an improv tournament. So. I'm not going to ask you to come see that. That's a bit of a hike. I'll but yeah, the, come see our show yeah. the, uh, the 10th. And uh, make sure you tune in next week because we are going to do an in-depth breakdown of the Ring of Honor show for the first ever Soaring Eagle Cup. 
And yeah, you can follow me at SZoomer4 on Twitter, and you can follow Chad at TheChad100. And be sure to hit the follow button on SoundCloud and iTunes so you don't miss a single episode of this wonderful podcast, The Ringmasters. Um, I am Austin, and you are... I am the great Chad. And you are... Uh, Josh. And thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time.